This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hello, friends and Romans. My name is Dara, and you have just tuned in to another episode of Dear Hallmark, and we are still in the midst of our catch-up. And this one's going to be kind of a, a very, it's going to be an episode with a lot of substance because not only am I giving you two reviews this episode, I am going to kind of give you my experience attending Rama Drama Christmas in Chicago. So I'm not even going to hold you. Let's get off into the first review. The first review is going to be of A Tale of Two Christmases. This is, in fact, I, let me bring up the name so that I don't even, you know, botch anything up. So A Tale of Two Christmases stars Catherine Barrett, Chandler Massey, Evan Roderick, and Jason Burb. I'm not even going to attempt his last name because it will, I will butcher it. Um, we know Evan Roderick from Autumn in the City. He played Amy Teagarden's leading man in that. Chandler Massey, we were first introduced to him in the Hallmark Land with Next Stop Christmas, which was a premiere for Hallmark Channel last year. And then he was also in this year's Amy T. Garden Movies and Mysteries drama, Heart of the Matter, in which he did an Oscar-worthy performance, in my opinion. My goodness. So I was incredibly excited to see him in a more lighthearted a lighthearted way with this movie. Catherine Barrett, she's new to me. I'm not sure where else she's, you know, what else she's done. She is new to me. And so uh, I knew nothing of this movie. I forgot about it. This was one of the movies that premiered over the Thanksgiving weekend. And if I'm not mistaken, this was the movie that pre actually premiered right before Hall Out the Hallway. So this... I, I, this was kind of lost in the sauce a little bit in terms of what I remember about it. And, um, so I went into it blind, needless to say, I went into it blind, not knowing what it was about, not having an inkling of anything, which was really cool because I could come at it with fresh eyes. So for those of you who haven't seen it and because it got lost in the sauce with all of the Thanksgiving movies, Simply put, the movie is about a young woman named Emma and you see the effects of one choice, how it could have gone two different ways, which is where the two Christmases comes from. She makes one decision and you get to see the ramifications of that decision if she decides one way or if she decides another. And honestly, I really enjoyed this movie. I really, really did. I enjoy seeing Evan again with a new leading woman because we all know with Autumn in the City, that one was not good. And I did not like Amy Teagarden's character in that. So I appreciated seeing him in this, in this movie with a new leading lady. And the brother knows how to put on some charm because he knew how to milk a moment. He knew how to look into the lady's eyes. He knows how to, he knows how to finesse it. Okay. He knows what he's doing. 
And equally, which I wasn't prepared for, (laughs) we have Mr. Chandler Massey dipping in his own jar of peanut butter and spreading it on really thick, okay? And I appreciated every moment of it. So a little bit deeper into the movie, Emma is an architect or a junior architect. And she is building a model for a project that she's hoping to win that she can be involved with. I believe it's like a Miami golf club or something of that sort. And so she, I knew this was, you know, this was, this was not good as soon as it happened, but she wanted to fix her model. And so she used the air dryer in the bathroom to get all the snow off of her model and it ruined her model. We all know that she shouldn't have done that in the first place, but you know what? It's Hallmark. So we forgive it, right? So we kind of have the classic, you know, fancy, lot of money, very accomplished kind of, um, and I use this in quotation, loss of heart Christmas party. Whereas we have kind of the down home, family, loud, chaotic, um, embarrassing Christmas party. So we, we get the two the two um two perspectives and can we hmm this is something i just thought about um it's interesting that we always give the is there ever a movie where we can show going to fancy christmas parties in a good light is there any way we can have a movie where we can show that having expensive things can be okay. (laughs) Not that they're the meaning of it all, but that it's okay to have nice things. While that isn't the centerpiece and it's not the meaning or identity of what Christmas is about, but that it it's okay if Christmas involves that because that can be for the reality for some people. Like, if we were to take Evan Roderick's character, I think his name was Max. If we were to take Max's Christmas about having, you know, having the holiday party, it was still decorated nice. He still opened himself up to have a real Christmas tree, to have the gingerbread house, you know? I feel like that could have been a movie in and of itself, but that we could still see how people with nice things can have a nice Christmas and you don't always have to wear ridiculous sweaters or it doesn't always have to be chaotic. Like, I don't know. This was something that just came to my mind because in, in the grand scheme, and I know I wrote a book about it, but like (laughs) in the grand scheme of things, um, there are some ways that you can have a nice Christmas and it'd be a nice Christmas with those things. I don't know just something i was thinking about it always seems like they they get the bad rap like the 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 rich people get the bad rap (laughs) i'm not the poster child now for rich people because i ain't rich but you know it's just something i was thinking about um but i really enjoyed this movie there were a few scenes that i found endearing and heartfelt that i want to talk about with you guys uh one in particular is with chandler massey and Catherine. so Emma and Drew are their character and characters' names. They are tasked with delivering Christmas pudding to her great aunt Martha, 
Um, and Great Aunt Martha isn't all the way there. You know, like the mall is open, but ain't nobody shopping. You know what I'm saying? So they they go to her house and Aunt Martha doesn't recognize her. She thinks that they're carolers, but they do it in a comedic way. You know what I mean? Where you're able to laugh at it, which is why I'm able to talk about it in this light. If you haven't seen the movie yet, which I appreciate. This is the type of lighthearted Hallmark Christmas movie that I would have wanted where they could have taken a potentially dramatic somber storyline or backstory and made it comedic Um, because great aunt Martha did not recognize her she was yelling at her what are you doing you can't sing well like it was it was really really funny you guys and having Chandler with the he or Drew he brought out an acoustic guitar trying to sing her jingle jingle bells and Emma was dancing around him with the Christmas pudding and she just snatches the Christmas pudding out of the hand out of their hands shuts her door and the wreath falls down it was hotmess.com but I loved it it was it was really worth the watch it really was and even watching on Max's side when we're at this kind of fancy holiday party at his place we see him warm up a little bit to the gingerbread house and even wanting to get to know Emma just the way he showed affection like I really appreciated Evan's performance in this movie um and I hope we bring him back in 20 and 23 for a non-holiday movie maybe in the spring or the summer but you guys if I were to give a crown rating for a tale of two Christmases I would give it four out of five crowns I think it's solid I think it's worth your eyeballs um could you watch it twice yes could you watch it three times? No. So I do think this will eventually become a, a background movie. However, I do think it captivates and engages you enough where you're able to have a good time with it. I do want to say this, which is where the it, it gets four instead of five, because it could have potentially been a solid four and a half for me. But the ending was incredibly confusing for me. I'm going to spoil it for you because I, I want to justify why it was confusing. So we have, you know, it's the Christmas magic of of her meeting Santa as a, um, you know, like one of the Santas that rings the bells, like one of the Salvation Army Santas. So there's a Salvation Army Santa right outside her place. And she, you know, he says, what do you want for Christmas? And blah, 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 blah. That's how we end up with the, the two Christmas storylines and how she's able to experience two different Christmases, right? However, we then see her wake up towards the end of the movie, like the last five minutes of the movie while it's while it's wrapping up. And we see her set the double alarms. Right. Um, Because in Max's storyline, she says how she missed her alarm and she forgot to set her backup alarm. And he's just like rookie mistake. Um. And so she sets the backup alarm this time. So both of her alarms go go off on her alarm clock and her phone. And she jolts awake. Like she jolt she jolts up. And then she says, It was all a dream. Hashtag Biggie. No, just kidding. But so I'm and then the movie proceeds to go on following 
Max's storyline. And then I think we are led to believe that her going back home and actually making her flight, because that was one of the decisions, like it came down to her missing her flight or making her flight back home. So her actually making her flight back home and experiencing Christmas at home, that was all a dream. And that was, but like watching it through was incredibly confusing for me. Um, and yeah, so that bumped it down a crown for me, but like I said, it's still worth your watch. So I still think it's worth it for you to watch it. Um, needless to say, a tale of two Christmases is all right with me. (laughs) It is all right with me. So you guys, we are going to take a break and when we come back, we are going to get into the movie that aired right after this one. Starring Lacey Chabert, Wes Brown, Melissa Peterman. It's it's a, it's a stacked roster. And haul out the holly. So stay tuned, you guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, friends. So let's talk about Haul Out the Holly. Haul Out the Holly stars Lacey Chabert, Wes Brown, Melissa Peterman, Ellen Travolta, like so many, so many people, and I can't even hold you. This movie was five out of five. (laughs) Five out of five crowns. This movie was perfect. It's the perfect zany, wacky, quirky Christmas comedy that Hallmark needed. Honestly, this is what I wish we wish you a Merry Christmas could have been. I wish we wish you a Merry Christmas with Christopher Palaha and Marisol Nichols. I wish the townspeople were at the level of the townspeople or the neighborhood people here of Evergreen Lane. I loved every last one of the, the people and... I could even see a sequel for this. This is a movie that I can see a sequel for. Not necessarily, um, like, I could see, you know, her staying in the town, like some other neighborhood catastrophe or the neighborhood having to band together, maybe competing against another neighborhood um, for the title of best Christmas neighborhood or something like that, you know, where they all have to come together. Um, I I love I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I loved Lacey in this um, because and I know she's Hallmark's sweetheart, um, but I, 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 she wasn't always on my radar. (laughs) I'll be honest in saying that. Um, But this made me a major fan of her. Um, I loved Wes Brown in this movie. I felt like his comedic timing more importantly, his facial expressions brought it home. The way he said things, his delivery brought it home. Melissa, Melissa Peterman was gold 
everybody it was just perfect like there's nothing i would change about this movie there's nothing that needs to be changed about this movie it's interesting though because i remember i watched it live when it first premiered and i watched it again when it first premiered i with all the premieres i like to peruse the instagram and facebook streets to see what the peoples are saying and with this one it was a very much you either loved it or hate it hated it and most people's bone to pick with it is that they thought it was too silly for Lacey and I beg to differ I think this movie was a breath of fresh air for her I'm glad that this was a movie that she was in I felt like she was able to keep up with all of the the wackiness and zaniness of the movie um I felt like you know at times she she was able to almost serve as like a like a there was a volley back and forth between zany and normal if you will and it was perfect it was perfect she was the perfect straight man for the zany wacky characters of evergreen lane and her parents were adorable they were wild but adorable like it, literally you could you could not go wrong with this movie and the cameo i'm not going to spoil it but the cameo i screamed there's actually two cameos in this and I screamed at both times and I loved that I was able to experience the cameos as they happened this year because last year all of the cameos were spoiled for me literally all of them so I always I already knew that they were coming but this year I got to experience all of the cameos fresh and new and it's just so rewarding it really is so rewarding and I appreciate that they're like the cameos it's almost like Hallmark like we got you we see you and we know you a little bit like a wink a wink and a nod a wink and a gun you know and I appreciate especially that second cameo in Haul Out the Holly towards the end that's the one where I just went bonkers new new because I wasn't expecting that at all there's one line that will stay with me until the end of time and it is said by the character ned who's the older gentleman on the block who's has the energy of a two-year-old puppy and he has the fervor like he's all in about christmas about evergreen lane you don't mess around with his ice sculptures he's very specific particular he has he knows the most random things about the most random things and they were they were having their HOA meeting about the Christmas goings on of the neighborhood. And they were talking about how because Emily is home in the place of her parents, that she takes on their job of being in charge of the snowman tableau. And she says, I'm Lacey's character, Emily. She just says, I'm I'm so confused. And Ned responds, What are you confused about? It's an exhibition of frozen humanity followed by a no-rule snowball fight. (laughs) Who says stuff like that? It's an exhibition of frozen humanity followed by a snowball fight. Who says stuff like that? The words put together and spoken and delivered by Ned is what brought me joy. Melissa Peterman. Why do I keep saying? I keep mixing up her name. Melissa Peterman is the best. She is going to bring the comedy that we need in this rom-com Hallmark world because we haven't had true comedies like 
we call them rom-coms, y'all, but they're really not coms. They're just roms. <laughs> they're just romances. If I could look back this year, the only true rom-coms, in my opinion, were probably Wedding of a Lifetime. That's all I'm thinking of right now. Um, is what it, That's all I can think of right now, is Wedding of a Lifetime. It, everything else was just kind of pure romance but this haul out the holly three wise men and a baby some other movies are are they're going to bring the comedy to the romance that we love hallmark for so i greatly appreciated this movie this movie is highly rewatchable you need to watch it yeah it's cool to have on the background but you need you must it behooves you to watch this movie if you haven't already decide on your whole family <laughs> decide on you decide on your cow name that movie <laughs> no but um I really this movie was just I was not expecting it it was personally it was funnier than three wise men and a baby I I was shocked at how much I laughed, I screamed, I was hitting things, bowled over. Like, this movie was, it was it. It was it. Five crowns all the way, all ten toes deep, all the way down. Loved, loved, loved. Hull out the holly. Well, you guys, we are going to take a micro break and then it's time to do a recap. It's time to talk about my experience at Rama Drama Christmas in Chicago. So stay tuned. All right, ladies and gents. So let's talk about Rama Drama Christmas in Chicago, shall we? Uh, for those of you who are not familiar, Rama Drama is a show... Um, much like Christmas Con, but kind of the opposite of Christmas Con, where it's um, it's more intimate and boutique, so the numbers are way smaller. And they had their second show earlier this year in West Palm Beach in June, which I also attended. And then they threw their first Christmas experience, Christmas in Chicago, at the Drake Hotel, which is a historic hotel on Magnificent Mile in downtown Chicago. And I had the fantastic, amazing opportunity to host the red carpet on behalf of Rama Drama and interview the stars. And who were the stars in attendance? Um, Ryan Pavey, Brooke Dorsey, Tyler Hines, Paul Campbell, directors Terry Ingram, Ruby Monroe, Riley Weston. And I got to speak with the founders themselves, Gabrielle Graf Palmer and Sarah Lunsford. So... Uh, to give you kind of a, um, a landscape and outlook of, on what the event entailed. So Friday was the Christmas gala. It took place in the evening. So your morning and your afternoon was free if you arrived Thursday evening or you could have arrived Friday day uh, because the gala Op the doors opened for the gala at 6.30 and uh, the red carpet started at 7 and then the screening started at 7.30. So at um, the screening was of a fabled holiday. We had the chance to see the movie before it aired the next day, December 3rd um, at 8 p.m. on Hallmark Channel. 
And uh, being in a room with the actors watching a movie, it is a completely different experience because you are you are with the actors and and in this case too also the director as they are watching the movie themselves for the first time so you're also getting their perspective on what it's like for them to see themselves like to see kind of their finished product and even getting their perspective of watching it amongst people who love them people who support them watching it for the first time so it's kind of a sandwiched experience if you will and um so on the red carpet, I got, this was my first time ever doing a red carpet. I'm so thankful and in, eternally grateful. And I could say more words, but words escape me um, to Gabrielle and Sarah for just their continued support of me um, and always believing in me, sometimes seeing in me things I don't see in myself. And so they, you know, put me on the red carpet, let me do my thing. And, um, it, it took, I, I will say it took me a minute. I could feel like me getting a feel for it. But once I got a feel for it, I was, I felt like, okay, okay, I can do this. Um, And so by the time it was time for the screening, I, first of all, my feet hurt y'all and <laughs> your girl had took her shoes off. Okay. Um, But then I had to put them promptly back on because as Gabrielle and Sarah gave the welcome address, Next thing I know, my name was called and I was um, beckoned on stage and I wasn't prepared. My mind was already reeling, thinking about the things that I did on the red carpet, making sure that I captured everything. I was already down on myself about something that I did that I felt like I messed up on. And so I was like, my thoughts were reeling about that. And then they called me on stage. And so I... I I'm all the way in the back purposefully because at this point I'm like, you know, I did my duty. So now I'm just, I'm just here to just be, you know, I'm here to enjoy and be it like immerse myself in the experience. Right. And so I, um, I'm walking from the back all the way to the front. My head is down cause I can't even compute what's going on at this moment that I'm being called on stage. And then I look up and who's there, but Ryan Pavey offering his arm. <laughs> and so, <laughs> So, you know, I, I'm like, okay. So I put my arm in his arm. We find the stairs around the stage. I go up on stage and there's a white chair that Gabriel says, I want you to sit right here. And so I said, okay, I'm going to do what you tell me to do. So I'm sitting right there and she begins to say more words, but I can't compute anything because I'm still in shock and awe that I'm on stage right now and in front of people and stuff is happening. Next thing I know, I hear the words queen of Rama drama Christmas. And there's a tiara that has been bestowed upon me in which Mr. Pavey says, may I? And then he puts the crown on my head and then we take pictures and then he escorts me off stage and I'm still I'm I still haven't left I'm still there now (laughs) like I still haven't fully processed that moment y'all it was it was a dream it was really a dream so I couldn't sit there and like I couldn't take I couldn't consume a movie at that point because I'm like I need to go walk this off (laughs) I don't know what's going on (laughs) so I'm walking around (laughs) I get a chance to talk with a lovely young woman, um, Chelsea, shout out to Chelsea. And I I go get some food because at this point I hadn't eaten all day. And then I talk to other people that I haven't seen yet or or if I've seen them, I haven't had a chance to engage them or interact with them. And um, at this point, I'm in my slippers. And so honestly, the rest of the night is just meeting with people that you've seen at other Rama dramas or Christmas cons and just 
engaging and catching up and eating and drinking and being merry. Like this was such a beautiful event. Everyone was dressed to the nines, tens, elevens, and twelves. And I got to capture some footage from the Q&A. Um, but again, I still couldn't register what was happening because there was a crown on top of my head. And so I got, I tried to get some more, um, little, little eatsies and talk to some more people. And then it was time to mix and mingle. And at that moment, uh, Tyler and Paul kind of situated themselves and people kind of congregated around them to take pictures with them. And so they set up ring lights on um, different areas uh, behind step and repeats or in front of step and repeats, I should say, so that people were able to take pictures with them. And wouldn't you know, I... I was so beside myself with everything, y'all. I didn't take pictures with nobody. If you notice, I got no pictures with anybody. And I've ta- I, I had conversations with people, but I took pictures with no one. I think it was because I was in, I was so in the moment, but yet I wasn't because I was still trying to process everything as it was happening. Um, I remember having such a wonderful conversation with Miss Brooke Dorsey. She really is cotton candy and hot chocolate and a, and a candy cane. Like, it, it's she's everything. And then even getting a chance to talk with Ruby Monroe, who directed A Fabled Holiday, and even getting a chance to talk with Terry Ingram, who directed Three Wise Men and a Baby. But, y'all, he also directed Chesapeake Shores. <laughs> if you can see me right now, I'm doing the bounce. I'm doing the bounce because... <laughs> We got to talk a little bit about Chesapeake Shores. And it was just so great to just kind of just talk to people. No pressure. No, like, it's literally like you're mixing and mingling at a cocktail party. It was so beautiful. People were, the people were beautiful. Everyone's spirits were, like, happy. You know, like, it. for that moment, it was like, yo, we we're leaving reality behind for a few, a couple of days. And we're just going to bask in this, this, this Christmas cheer right here. And so that was Friday night and Saturday morning. So we're up, um, we're in the, the place by eight, at least I'm in the place by eight 30. Um, and it's time for the grown up brunch with Santa. So everybody's either in their Christmas casual wear or their Christmas pajamas, um, I just wore a Ramajama Christmas, uh, like an oversized Ramajama Christmas shirt and some leggings and some um, Santa socks and my slippers, the same slippers I had on the previous night. And they had a beautiful breakfast buffet with waffles, eggs, hash browns, bacon, sausage, like everything you can think of. And they also had grown up breakfast drinks. So they had mimosas and boozy hot chocolate. So people were getting lit a little early. Um, but the event for that morning we it was all about three wise men and a baby and so Andrew was zoomed in um we had him on a big tv screen and then Paul and Tyler were right there and so we got to watch three wise men and a baby with them however somebody had the idea to give Tyler Hines a remote and so he was driving and would pause it at certain scenes he had a laser pointer on that guy and he was um him Paul and Andrew were telling us either some thoughts in the moment or what really happened or how many takes certain scenes like it was really good to get in the moment or like as we watched the movie like play-by-play commentary if you will it was really really cool 
And what I've heard from others, because again, I was I was in the back, but what I heard from others was that you could see Paul's face watching us, watching the movie, and him experiencing that. It it looked like it was such a joy for him to experience us watching um a movie that he not only acted in but also wrote. And it was his first time ever being in that experience of watching being in the room with the people like with your fans with people who love you and love your movies and love your work and seeing the reception that it was that it got in real time um it was it was just really really cool it was it was a very special experience too because we were also um given the opportunity to see blue uh, a blooper reel and deleted scenes and then tyler even hooked up his phone to the projector screen and we got to see certain videos he took on his phone and things like that y'all it was it was so dope and then after um they did a Q&A with the director, um, Emily Longretta from Variety Magazine. She was the one who was the moderator for both Q&As of A Fabled Holiday and for Three Wise Men and a Baby. So we got to hear a little bit from Terry Ingram, Paul, Andrew, and Tyler in, in a more formal fashion with that. Um, but also got to hear a little candidly from Paul, Tyler, and Andrew as the movie was being you know, screened. And then after that, these guys changed into the the famous elf costumes. They played the song that Tyler used from his uh, famous TikTok video. And they walked the red carpet again over to Santa. And then people began to line up and everyone got like everyone got their picture taken with um, Tyler, Paul and Santa. And it even became like a. I call it like a hot potato thing where once you took your picture with Tyler, Paul and Santa, they were then grouped up. Um, you got Colin, Riley, Brooke and Ryan. Um, you got your picture with them in a photo and then you got your picture with the director. So you just go kind of right down the line like hot potato. So it was it was really, really cool. And then after that you got to um, these kind of personal group meet and greets. So it was about 10 to 12 at a table in a separate ballroom. It kind of, I don't want to call it a ballroom, but it, it was, um, it was a big room, but it was kind of like a meeting space, if you will. And so they had a couple of, of round tables in there and Brooke, Riley, Ryan, Tyler, and Paul just kind of went from table to table. They stayed at certain tables, for about 15, 20 minutes and just talking to people, signing stuff, you know, really having conversations with people. And that kind of concluded the event. This was a smaller event than what Rama Drama is known for. It was their first one, but then gone it, I don't think it's going to be their last. And what I think the goal of Rama Drama is, if I were to uh, articulate it in my point from my point of view, is that they want to keep it this way as a boutique experience. Um, now, the summer shows are a little bit, they are bigger because there are more celebrities there. But I think their Christmas show, I think you can expect to to have that same intimacy in terms of, I think at it, it, the most it was 200 people. Because you had the option to either get an all-access ticket where you could attend both events or you can get a ticket for like 
the separate events. If you just wanted to go to the gala or if you just wanted to go to the Saturday morning casual brunch, you could you could decide either or. Um, And it was really a Christmas dream. Like I still I'm still journaling like my whole experience from it. It was so beautiful. And again, I'm so thankful to Gabriel and Sarah for really wanting to make once of a lifetime experiences for fans to really live out their hallmark dreams. I think, I just think it's, it's beautiful and it's wonderful. And that was my experience at Rama Drama Christmas in Chicago. Um, it, I mean, it was a whirlwind to say the least. It was a whirlwind. So I strongly recommend any and everyone save your coins now. And I do want to mention that because I know a lot of people um, were it kind of rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because of the the shortness in time of, of this event. This was a, an incredibly special circumstance. This was something that was not on their docket. It was a, not originally on their schedule. But because us, the community, the fans, the people, the people of Hallmark Land, if you will, because we made our voices heard, they they tried in all their might and succeeded in putting on this event in record time. And when I tell you it was gorgeous, it was I am still in awe and in shock that they were able to pull this off in the time that they did. So now I'm telling y'all now, you know, there's going to be a show in the summer. Save your coins. I'm telling you this now. If you could see me, I'm waving my finger at you. I'm waving my finger at you. Save your coins now. It don't matter what you don't need to know the date. You don't need to know the date. Save your coins now. It may be between May and July. Save your coins now. I can give you a ballpark figure based off of the Palm the Palm Beach show. So here we go. The single day weekend pass tickets are around the same price as Christmas con. So you have single day tickets flirting anywhere between 60 to $75 a day. A weekend pass is anywhere between 130 to 145 depending on fees, taxes, so on and so forth. Now we get into the meat and potatoes of your experience at Roma Drama. Your VIP packages. You have your first VIP package, which is gold. Now, I will say, so you have your single day and your weekend, right? That gets you in the door. Right. But you still have the opportunity to purchase selfies with celebrities, purchase autographs, so on and so forth. And what Rama Drama adds to the experience is that they have what are called meet and greets. So what they do is they set up this little cute little date like looking little living room set up with a couch and an armchair and some low lighting and stuff. And so you get the opportunity to just sit there with the celebrity of your choice uninterrupted and you get to have them all to yourself for a certain amount of time. And I'm going to explain to you that certain amount of time when I talk about the VIP packages, but you are also able to purchase those meet and greets separately. That's why I wanted to talk about it before I talk about the meet and greet pack before I talk about the VIP packages. Okay. So again, before I get into the VIP packages, you have your single day tickets, right? You have your weekend pass, and then you have the opportunity to purchase your selfies, autographs, and meet and greets all a la carte, all separately, right? 
Now we're getting into the VIP. So for gold VIP, what comes with that, it not only gets you into the door, it not only gets you early access, it also comes with two selfies and autographs and a two-minute meet and greet with somebody of your choice. And y'all know it's not going to be two minutes because these people like to talk. So it says two minutes, but y'all know it's finna run over. I'm just saying. So that's gold. Gold runs around, if I can remember, it runs around three to four hundred dollars. If I'm not mistaken, three to four hundred dollars is gold. And that's for the three day weekend. Hello. That's for the three day weekend. Now you have platinum. I wish there was sound effects. I wish there was music. Platinum is $800. I know. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Don't log off just yet. With $800, you are able to get five selfies and autographs. Hello? You are with, with which means five celebrities of your choice. You pick. You get the run of the mill of who you want to take pictures and get autographs from. Hello? And you get a five-minute meet and greet. And you know what's going to be, again, you know these people like to talk okay you know these people like to talk so it may even spill over a little it may give you six they may even give you seven but you didn't hear it from me don't quote me don't put me on somebody's article okay i'm just saying so you get you not only get five selfies autographs five minutes with a celebrity of your choice but you get invited to an after show cocktail mixer with other platinum VIPs and the celebrities. And this occurs Sunday at the close of the entire event. So there's like a whole closing thingamabobber and then it's time for the platinum only VIPs to go to the mix and mingle shing is to the mix and mingle shindig. And I had the opportunity to attend that. And when I tell you it was a time to behold, I will tell you this. I had the opportunity to meet Eric Mabius and I was so nervous because I didn't mean to meet him, but we locked eyes. And so I was like, well, duh, I ain't just going to let this moment drop. So uh, the conversation started. Could I talk about Signed, Sealed and Delivered at that point? No, because I never watched it. But you know what I did watch? Ugly Betty. So you know what I did do? Talk about Ugly Betty. Listen, you are able to talk to these people like you're at the grocery store. It's not in some formal setting. Like, everybody is mixing and mingling. When I tell you Pavy Ryan was just schmoozing the room like it was his cocktail party and we were in his house. And he was, he was the host and saying hi to everyone. That's exactly how he was just going around from table to table, taking pictures, cheers and drinks. It was great. It was a sight to behold. But I'm telling you. You need to get thyself to the next Rama drama. Get thyself to the next Rama drama. Whether whether it's a satellite event, it's a you know like a, a a more intimate one, or it's the grand summer show. Get thyself to a Rama drama. Now you can quote me on that. Get thyself to a Rama drama and tell them Dara sent you. Okay. Well, y'all, I talked way more than I thought I was going to. <laughs> but I appreciate you listening. I appreciate your ears. I appreciate your engagement. And I appreciate you tuning in always to Dear Hallmark. There's links and stuff in the description. And I look forward to talking with you guys in the next episode. And I look forward to seeing you guys at the next Rama Drama. Ciao, my friends.